this isn't like a, a path to illumination. This illuminates the path that you're on, whatever that is. If it's a no path, it will illuminate that just as if it's a path. Yeah? The light isn't coming from the path that's being practiced. It's the practitioner that brings light. Yeah? Just like when you read a book and you call it a living book, like in recovery, some of us would call the big book of recovery a living book because if you read it, it seems to change. But it's based on where your mind's at when you're reading it. You'll see something you never saw, even though you've read the same chapter for 20 years, then something happens in your mind, it shifts a little bit, then you go back to that chapter, and it's like instead of a platinum mine, it's now a gold mine. Yeah, you see a whole other ore in there. It was all, the possibilities were latently there, but the mind wasn't able to, to mine it, yeah? The mind, the mind is still so limited by its view that it could only see it in one way, which is making it something. So it would, it couldn't recognize the gold, yeah? But if the mind changes, then the same mind, the same book, the same day, the same vista will bring a whole new light to you. Because it's your light, yeah? Being reflected back. It's the understanding of your mind that you're finding in the book, not the understanding of the book. The understanding of the book is just a trigger or a catalyst for your own mind to start understanding in an intimate way what's being said. Not in a dry, neutral, conceptual way, but but an intimate way. Yeah? Will there be an aha when you read, like, self is what has defeated us? You'll have a very intimate sense of that. You'll realize Jesus Christ, you know, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. That's the that's the storyline of all alcoholic stories. That's it, right there. Yeah? Every addictive, every alcoholic, every recovered, every unrecovered story, that's the baseline. Self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Yeah? Even trying to get relief from the self has been used by self as a feature. What do, you, what do you think getting loaded was? For me, it was trying to get out of self. So it used what seemed to be a solution and made it a huger problem. That's what happens with self. Yeah? It's going to use whatever it comes in contact with, with for its own advantage, which is to sustain its appearance of being so. Yeah. So you find something. When I first had my first drink, man, it was hallelujah. It was a great relief. I stopped thinking about what that girl meant by saying hello to me. I didn't care what my batting average was, you know. I wasn't taking when someone got up from the stands when I was up at the plate personal anymore. I could say, what the fuck, who cares? The beer worked, yeah? It worked. <laughs> it gave me relief from the bondage of self, but the self rose once up again and claimed it and now used that solution and used it as my living hell <laughs> for 20-something years. <laughs> It does it in the same thing in spiritual communities. They hear a message, their mind makes it something, now they think they had an event, but they're not in that event, and that mythical, mystical peak experience is now used to judge the shit out of you all day, the rest of your freaking life. You should be there. <laughs> you must have done something to blow it. <laughs> it'll, all be, it'll all be constrained by the view of self-centeredness. You'll always have to see how you had something to do with it, when in, in a sense you have nothing to do with it. That's the good news here. Life isn't happening to you and me, it's just happening. Life is happening. This is, it's, we pull it into this gravitational thing of, by interpreting it, into life's happening to me. 
For it to seem like it's happening to you, it has to be based on an interpretation. Because life is just happening. Yeah? For it to seem like it's happening to you and everyone's out to get you, that's just an extreme interpretation. That's all it is. All we're experiencing here are different degrees of the same interpretation called self-centeredness. Yeah? Some it's so extreme, they want to, they'll do anything to get relief from it. They'll go back and drink after they know that's the craziest idea of all time, but they'll still freaking do it. Some people, after 20 years of recovery, they'll go back out. Because it can get so bad, because it's not like it's bad at that moment. The mind's telling us it's going to be, it's going to last forever now. It plays with time. Yeah? It totally wants you to be vacant unless it doesn't. So usually you're totally out to lunch, but then if it has you in a point of suffering, it'll say it's going to last forever. And you'll do almost anything to get out of it that moment. You know, because you don't feel it as that moment. It's, you don't have this too shall pass. It's like, this is going to last. <laughs> it's not this too shall pass. Not from our view. This is going to last. And if it's fucking going to last, fuck it. I want relief now. Yeah? You don't see this as an interpretation? There is a solution, I'm telling you. It's such a solution, you can't even define it as one. Because it only in, in only a temporal state will it seem to be a solution when the problem seems real to you. When you entertain a solution, the problem will see as not real, and therefore there's no need for a solution either. You become all of that. You are so close to what you need to rely on, you're even past the point of needing to rely on it. You are relying on it. You are so close to the solution, you are the solution. Yeah. But what occurs is, there's an identification as, now you seem to be pulled out of, out of the space of the solution, in time, somewhere else, and now it's up to this self to try to get back to that place, which all this is, is a story. You've never left it. Yeah? The, only, the highest form of effect self can, uh, can gravitate to is appearance. It cannot be so. It can only appear to be so in your head. Yeah? That's where it appears to be so. And how does it appear to be so? It must be thought of in the past and thought about in the future to be remembered now. That's the disease of alcoholism. That's the disease of self-centeredness. If something doesn't exist, how can it prove its existence? If it truly doesn't exist right now, how can it prove its existence? It must determine its reality in there and then. It has to say, the was is much more important than now, and the will be is definitely much more important than now. And if you don't believe it, check your thought system and see where the value lies. Do the thoughts value the past and the future more than now? I would say so. Because that's where they're engaged with all the freaking time. It's in the past and they're projecting into the future. Why? In inherently, it's actually not happening. Why would they be so engaged in there? Because you seem to be there. You were in the past. You have a damn good memory of it. I said, oh yeah, five years ago I was in Sausalito on Friday night, da 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 da, and I picture myself as a body in some location, and therefore I remember myself being there. Yeah. And then, what's going to happen? I'm going to have cancer. I know it in three months. I'm totally healthy, not acknowledging that at all. 
just acknowledging a freaking crazy thought, I'm going to have cancer in a few months, and I picture what that would look like. And of course, it's going to look like me in a body, somehow, having the cancer. Because how can you... Spirit has cancer? Where's the spirit? Where can you see the spirit having cancer? It's in a body, yeah? So the thought system thinks about me as a body in the future, thinks about me as a body in the past, and then he goes, I was there, I will be there, I am here. That's how it proves its own existence all freaking day. You can't get its existence. Sit right now, sense the breath, you have five gates of consciousness occurring, you're hearing, feeling, seeing, tasting, touching, yeah? Are you touching yourself? Are you seeing yourself? Are you hearing yourself? Are you feeling yourself? Are you smelling yourself? There's no fucking evidence in consciousness that there's a self. Is there? And it doesn't say you and I are in contact. It says conscious contact. So let's expand on conscious as a consciousness is in contact. Consciousness is in contact and that contact is facilitated by this body, like an interface, yeah, with life. So there's consciousness is seeing, consciousness is hearing, consciousness is feeling, consciousness is tasting, consciousness is smelling. This is where the heist occurs. The mental process says, you are what's conscious. So it's now it forgets, it supplants the consciousness as in contact, and now it's you that's in contact. And you're the one who's seeing and feeling and tasting and touching and smelling. And really, the more important thing is how it's all thought about. Yeah? So basically, I lose engagement. Like when I was a kid, I was engaged, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. But then a lot of that interest and attention got sucked up into the head. And I started paying a lot of attention to the thoughts about what was seen, heard, felt, tasted, and touched. Yeah? And I got sort of trapped, like those dogs that have manes and they put those plastic cones on. I sort of, the energy and the interest got sort of trapped here, and it's got this cone that just keeps reflecting, I, me, mine. So, how much have you smelled today? How much have you felt? How much have you tasted? How much have you heard? A whole lot. Was there any attention to it or acknowledgement? Or was there thoughts about, what am I going to eat for lunch today? And I got a whole day to fill, and you know, there's a party tonight, and I got, but I got, just in case it's bad, I got my Agendas and the DVD at home, you know. <laughs> Die Hard 8, so I can watch. All this, so I have all my mental securities in place, just in case it doesn't go my way. Jesus Christ, that's a fucking form of slavery to me. Yeah. To be to have your life taken away and then handed over, handed back to you an interpretation, that's pretty damn fucking dry. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, you can, it's a simple example. You're in the water, let's say if you're surfing or something, the elements have you engaged. At that point, you're not remembering self. Yeah, you're not. You're engaged because waves are going over, you're gulping for air, sometimes it can be heavy. you got no time to be worrying about last week or next week. So it's just, you're engaged, you know, because there's a real need for it. And so there you are, you're enjoying yourself, you're enjoying yourself. When the, when the mental condition gets a second breath, all it cares about, did someone see me from the beach catch that wave? It just wants to be acknowledged that it was in the water. It doesn't want to be engaged with the water. It just wants to have a story that it was in the water. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like I told that story last week where I'm in this beautiful place in Burma, and it's this, it's a wonder of a world called Bagan. There's like 5,000 temple sites on this giant arid plain next to this big river, the Irrawaddy. And there's only dirt roads, and you rent a bicycle, and you just ride around for a few days and look at all the murals inside. And 300 years of temple building. So there's tons of different architecture, everything. So then we're, and at night people go to the stupas or to the temples and they watch the sun go down and you can see all the spires and it's really pretty amazing. Yeah? So you're sitting there and then one night we're there and you see this big cloud of smoke and there's this big rumbling buses coming down these dirt roads and they pull up and all these tourists get out. They all walk right to the temple, turn around, face the bus, they get, their pictures get taken and they get back in the bus. Now their story is they went to Pagan. They did. They have a picture. They have a memory of it. They actually caught it. Here I am, see? I'm right there at the temple. Okay, did they have any experience of the temple? Did they even feel the rock of the temple? Did they smell the air inside? Did they see any of the murals? No. But they had a story. What This is what happens. Our, our engagement has been sort of slowly but quickly, or, or quickly, been sort of taken away like a heist and we've been given back an interpretation that's driving our fucking mind crazy. It's like having a marathon runner in a closet. Yeah? Running around. Oh, what's going to happen to me? What's going to... It's freaking boring. You know, if someone comes over your house and starts complaining about what's not happening, you're bored in a minute, you know? I swear, I, you know, like, i got to do my laundry somehow. i got something to do. But you've been listening to this for 40 years, and you still think it's novel. You still think there's going to be some nugget of truth in there. You see, the engagement isn't the, it isn't the movie that's good, it's the audience that falls for it. It's our own mind that makes the leap. The mind, the language keeps inferring that there's a doer or a someone. Like people have been saying, hey Paul, you're growing your hair. You know? Sounds innocent, but am I actually growing my hair? Or am I just not cutting my hair? Do I have like a three hour segment of the week where I go home and grow my hair? You know what I mean? It's bookended with the eight hours I have to do digest my food for the whole week. Yeah? And then the three hours I gotta remember to keep my heart beating for the rest. No, no. I'm not growing my hair. I just don't cut it. That's just what it's like. The language implies or infers there's a someone that's doing stuff that is outlandish to believe that there's any doer of. Yeah? So here you go, oh, that sounds funny. I'm going to digest for my food. But you believe you're the thinker of the thoughts. That's more insane. It's a much subtler process from the brain and you've taken yourself to be the doer of it. Yeah? And it's the sense of being the doer of it that bonds you to the effects that you project into the system. You're giving the thoughts the meaning they have. The thoughts are just vehicles to bring meaning. Yeah, Like a truck would bring like a couch to your house. But you're the mind is what's giving the meaning to the thoughts. And how is it giving it the meaning? By mine. They're my thoughts. And you're being bonded by the meaning of your own mind. And yet that bondage could not possibly be so. The highest level of existence it can arise to is appearing to be so. That's where your solution lies. Just like in AA it says false evidence appearing real. It doesn't say false evidence becomes real. It says false evidence appears real. That's the only thing it can do. It needs a someone to appear real too. We're questioning that someone. 
If you're not that someone, then false evidence will be seen as false evidence. It won't appear real, and therefore no actions will manifest from it. And you'll be freed from it, yes? But false evidence appearing real needs a someone to appear real too. That's the role we play. And it's based on the condition of your mind. If your mind is in self-centeredness, a lot of false evidence is going to appear real, and it's going to produce anxiety, a lot of anxiety. And you have enough anxiety, you're, based, you're apt to do almost anything you get relief from that anxiety. Yes? The thing is, we're not trying to find a better way to get relief from anxiety. We're trying to question the root of anxiety. Yeah? See your participation in all, quote-unquote, your anxiety. See your participation in it. What your role is. This isn't a passive thing. This isn't a passive event. Life isn't happening to us. It's not imposing itself on us. We're a full-fledged participant in it. Yeah? We're participating in it. Not as a doer, but as a mind. Yeah? If you try to take that you're participating as a doer, you will now have guilt and shame about what you omitted and committed. You won't win. Self can't get out of self. You cannot use self to get out of self. You cannot use self to get out of self. Because there is no self, and it's identification as self. So you'll be just as much identified as self when you're trying to get out of a self as when you think you're in a self. There'll be the same sense of self that's in, and the same sense of self that thinks it's getting out. Yeah? So self can't get out of self. If selfing is a process, then its appearance can only appear within that process's format. Yeah? You, there's no thing that can transcend the process that's making it. You just question that it's a made process. It's a product. If it's a product and you're seeing the conveyor belt, you're seeing the production line, you can stop the production by just seeing what's, how it's being produced. You can see it. If you see it, you cannot be what you're seeing. You see the making of it. You see the implying. You see the inferring. You see the assuming. You see the use of language, how it's a subjective language used by objects all day. Proclaiming that we're the doer and the haver and the alpha and the omega of everything. Jesus Christ, you can't hurt your... Your thoughts are like cats. Can you hurt those thoughts? This isn't about affirmations or negating thoughts. It's about seeing you're not the thinker. Yeah? The thinker is giving all the meaning to all the thoughts that are claimed by you as the thinker. Every meaning that is coming from the thinker. That's the spigot. Yeah? That's it. If I'm not the thinker, what will happen? Find out. I can tell you what happened with me. I started to consistently travel lighter through my days. Yeah? Every day. Sunday to Monday, 11 at night, 20 in the morning, doing something nice, not doing something nice, bad weather, good weather, surfing, not surfing, retreats, no retreats, meditation, no meditation, just a traveling lighter with raw mind. Entertain the possibility. How could I ever fucking be yourself? <laughs> Where did I come up with that one? <laughs> I 
then you'll really not shut the door or regret the past. You will. All those things that they say in AA as effects of the recovery, you'll have them in your life. They will ring true for you. Every damn one of the descriptions of the, some of the, the effects of entertaining the solution, you'll see every one of them take root in your life and bloom. You'll have an intimate experience or sense of the problem, the description of the problem, and also the description of all the effects of the solution. You'll know everything they say intimately. Yeah. You will cease fighting in every one. The problem will not exist for you. It will happen as if, but with no thought or effort on your part, like a miracle in a sense. You'll be placed in a position of neutrality. You'll be reborn. Yeah. Or unborn. Or unborn, yes. <clears throat> I don't know what more you'd want, really. To put a name on it is just going to cause suffering, like enlightenment, awakening, just traveling lightly every day. Yeah? You won't even notice it, but after years go by, you'll see that a lot of heaviness was skimmed off the top of every experience, yeah? Just constantly skimmed off. And then after a while, instead of being like stabilized in irritability, restlessness, and discontent, it will flip over to an ease and comfort in your own skin while you're walking around. And because it has nothing to do with you, therefore you can't achieve it, and also you can't lose it. Yeah, You can't have it, therefore you can't lose it. It has nothing to do with you, so it's not based on your condition. Whatever that condition is being told to you by the mental process. Yeah? You'll be you'll you'll be relying on a previous condition, let's say an uncaused condition, that has nothing to do with the swings of the dualistic pendulum here. Yeah? 